Hey y'all, it's Sarah and Michelle and we're the Tough Mamas. Thank you for joining us again for our next episode of our podcast. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about labor and hopefully we can help y'all prepare better in regards to, you know, what to do before labor hits, during labor. Um, So, you know, we'll jump right into it and let's start off with a little icebreaker question. So Sarah, now that you've given labor... Would you ever do it again? Would I ever do it again? That's a hard question because they always say, oh, oh, the second one's not as bad. You don't remember the first time. You don't remember it. Um, excuse me, I remember every single detail and it's a little bit scary. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I guess I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to say yes. Okay. What about you? What would you, now that you've already had your baby, what would you do? Honestly, I feel like I would do it again. Like during labor and before, like during pregnancy, I said, I will never, ever do this ever again. But I think like two, three weeks into like having Bella, like I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty, like, I I don't want to say I've forgotten the pain, but like the good memories are like sticking in my brain more than like the pain during labor. So I'm like, yeah, I could do this once or twice. But we'll see. Once or twice, but you'll see. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's jump right into it. And let's go ahead and hear your birth story, Sarah. And then um, just so y'all know, right after we finish both of our birth stories, stick around. So that way y'all can hear things that we wish we knew uh, prior to going into labor. And then hopefully some helpful hints and tips so that y'all can prepare better for y'all's labor. All righty. So... Um, when I had Sophia, I was planning on having a regular delivery, you know, um, but that is not the case. So I actually went to the doctor, you know, for my regular checkup, like a week before it was October 30th. No, no, no. Sorry. Not a week before, like a few days before. Um, and I went into the doctor and I was so nervous that they were going to send me to the hospital that I got myself all worked up and my blood pressure was really, really high. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, of course, what did they do? Send me to the hospital. (laughs) I did not want to go. So I was not ready. And I get there and they're like, well, you need to calm down. If you don't want to have the baby, you really need to just calm down. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is hard to tell somebody that's, like, very easily worked up. But, you know, eventually I was able to calm down and my doctor was there and she was like, well, um, if you want, we can go ahead and get this started and you can have your baby, you know, by tomorrow morning, which would be Halloween, which was another one of my worst nightmares. I did not want a Halloween baby at all. So I was like, um, no, no, thank you. Um, if I'm good to go, take me home. Like, I'm not doing this. So I went home, everything was good, my blood pressure went down, back to normal, and it was Friday, two days later, it was field day at school, and we were running around with all the kids, um, you know, doing all their activities, and I kept having to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, this is weird, why am I, like, leaking so much, this is really strange, so I texted my mother-in-law who also worked at the same school as me and I'm like, what does it feel like when your water breaks? Because I feel like something's going on and I don't know what's happening. So um, I left early because she was like, nah, you need to go. Like your water 
broke probably like go so I went to the hospital right away like I went told Caesar we I picked him up we left and that was it and we went to the hospital they're like yeah yeah your water broke you know at baby will be coming soon you know let's just get you comfortable and all that stuff so I'm like okay Sophia will be here any minute now, you know, it, it's about to get rough, you know, okay. And it went from one o'clock to eight o'clock at night and nothing happened. Nothing was happening. I was the same. No changes, nothing. So they started like, okay, well, let's start inducing you so that we can get this process going. So they induced me and nothing happened. It was like two in the morning. They're like, are you having contractions at all? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you're not dilated either. So they gave me some more meds to help this whole thing go along and nothing happened. So it was 11 o'clock on Saturday morning and one of the doctors comes in and he's like, well, um, there is no progress with you. You're not dilating enough. You're not having enough contractions close together and all of those things. So we could do a C-section right now or you could wait and it'll end up being an emergency C-section. And I lost it. I was like, oh my gosh, that was not the plan. And I am a very big planner. Stick to the plan. Um, but I was like, well, I guess it's better to do it now than to have to do it in an emergency situation and things possibly go wrong. So that's what happened. We had a C-section. Um, they take you into this room and they took me in by myself. So Caesar didn't even, wasn't even able to go in. So I'm in here with a bunch of random people. I don't know. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to give you this like numbing shot or to be honest, I don't really even know what they gave me. I just know that <laughs> I got this huge shot and I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Epidural? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the epidural or if it was something else. Okay. I, to be honest, I don't know. Um, I didn't ask a lot of questions. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, just get this Do over Do whatever with. you got to do to get the baby out of me safely. Exactly. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Just go for it. So, um, that was, it was a weird, it was weird. Like you're there, you know, people are like cutting you open, but you can't feel anything. Like, you know, it's there, you know, it's happening, but you have no feeling. And then all of a sudden you feel like, like pressure, like somebody's moving something and then the baby's out. And then after that, you're like shaky. Like I was shivering and so cold. Like it was it was the weirdest thing in my life. In my life. <laughs> but that's me. Um, what about you? So mine was, you know, one of the cool things uh, about it is, you know, hopefully for all of our listeners, is that we do have such different stories. You know, so like yours was a C-section. Mine was a vaginal birth. So it kind of started the same, you know, similar to where my water broke. And that's the reason why I had to go to the doctor, to Did the hospital. Did you your water break like at the grocery store? Yes. So that's like when it first started happening. Like I picked up, I think it was like a, it was Max's, my dog's dog food. So I picked up two bags. And like when I like picked them up, 
I felt like myself pee a little and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, I'm pregnant. Like I can't hold my pee anymore. So it's whatever. So I'm like walking to the grocery store. Like I'm done. Then I'm hungry. So I go to subway and once again, like I pee a little bit and I'm like, okay, this is like too much too frequently, but like, it's not like enough to where like, you know, I can walk into subway. No one's going to know. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. Well, then I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm pregnant. Like, I need to, like, enjoy my me time while I can. Yes. I'm about to have a baby. So I'm like, let me have a nice go to Starbucks to get a coffee. And, and I, you never, I never go to go to Starbucks. You yes, never no, go to Starbucks. I never go. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to splurge myself today. So I go to Starbucks. Once again, the water breaks. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I need to grab my coffee and go home because I'm peeing too much. Like, I need to sit on a toilet, like, now. <laughs> And I started unloading my groceries, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this can wait till later. Like, I need to go pee now. And as I'm peeing, or on my way to the restroom, like, I'm, like, what I thought was peeing myself more. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. And I did that, like, three times. And I had to call my mom because I'm like, okay, this is too much. Like, I just sat down and peed. Why am I still, you know, like, leaking? Leaking, yeah. It's the weirdest feeling. Yes, I changed my outfit three times. I'm like, okay, I'm done changing myself because I'm just getting my clothes wet. Like, it's pointless. It's too much, too frequently. And I call my mom, and she was like, Michelle, your water broke. And I'm like, no, like, it's just, like, little pee. And she's like, no, Michelle, that's your water breaking. So she, like, hangs up and starts driving on my way, and I call Pat. (gasps) And I'm kind of freaking out because Pat works, like, an hour and a half like from us with traffic and everything so I'm like oh my gosh like I'm gonna give birth Patrick's not gonna be here like oh my gosh and he's not picking up the phone so I'm like yo like pick up your phone like this is an emergency like pick up and um I'm like trying to stay calm because I'm like okay like I need to calm myself down luckily my mom wasn't too far um so she came picked me up and luckily my bags were all packed I think we had just finished packing them like a day or two before so I was like okay thank goodness like let's throw them in like you know let's go and yeah we get there and it was a little annoying because like I'm over here leaking Mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm expecting them to like go ahead and put me in a room and in a bed and like start checking me right nope we got to stop and do all this paperwork, even though I've already oh, been yeah. to that hospital, like, do mm-hmm. all this paperwork, the paperwork. and stuff, and I'm like, oh, like, guys, like, I'm peeing myself, like, what if I give birth to my baby right now, <laughs> you know, like, let's speed this up, and um, finally, you know, they let me in the room, they test to see if it is my water that broke, or if it's just pee, and they're like, nope, your water broke, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Pat's barely on his way, like, what the heck is gonna happen? But luckily, they explained to me, you know, they kind of checked how far I was, you know, um, like, my cervix-wise. And yeah. I think I was only, like, at a two and a half or three. Like, it wasn't crazy. Yeah. So, they're yes. like, no worries. Like, you're not going to give birth, like, in the next hour. Like, your husband has time to, like, get here. So, like, you know, tell him not to rush. So, I'm like, okay, all right. You know, like, at least Pat will make it here, you know? So, I'm just kind of, like, trying to, like, just breathe and, like, you know, just try and, like, calm myself down. Because I'm like, you know what? I can't stop this baby from coming. You know, like, it is what it is. So, we, um, you know, we, we just wait. And I think this was, like, Thursday. No, this was Tuesday, like, around 5 p.m. Mm. And basically, all night, like, I'm just continuing to leak. My water's just continuing to leak. And they're basically just watching the contractions, seeing how far apart they are. They're pretty far apart, so they're just like, you know, just you're going to stay here all night, like, baby won't be here till tomorrow. And I think that was kind of, like, 
I don't know. I feel like I would prefer for like, you know, kind of like you, where it's like you get there and it's like, okay, baby's coming. Like, yeah, you ready? Exactly. Instead of like, hey, like you got here at five, you have like at least, you know, 12 hours before baby's here. And I'm just like, great. So I'm just like waiting 12 plus hours for in it a to hospital happen. bed, all hooked up with wires. Yes, like uncomfortable. Yes. Like, I didn't even finish. Like, I didn't eat my sandwich or my coffee. Like, I'm hungry. And, and they I don't, don't let really you eat. eat. They don't let you eat. No. And so I'm just like, all right, like, this sucks. Like, I've got a long way to go before I can eat stuff. And, like, it's just a waiting game. And um, so, like, my contractions, like, were still really far apart. So they had it, like, uh, inject me with Pitocin, which is the one that, like, gets your contractions up and going. Yeah. And my nurse was, she was, like, tough. She kept injecting me, like, over and over and over again. Like, more Pitocin. Like, I need you to be here. Like, I need you your contractions to be, like, this little apart. So until we get there, like, I'm just going to keep, like, oh. pumping it into you. And Did she ask? first, yeah, like, at first it was fine. You know, I was able to, like do these breathing exercises that I've seen on YouTube and I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, you know, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> but with the Pitocin and this nurse just literally inducing my contractions, like they weren't natural. So they were hitting me hard and like frequently. And I was like, I can't like, I'm, I'm like screaming, like I'm clawing Pat's hands. Like I'm yelling at him. Like my mom's trying to like call me down and I'm like, I can't anymore. And that's when I like finally gave in with the epidural. I'm like, no, this is not a natural birth like I'm being forced to have these contractions so I caved in for the epidural and luckily like I kind of wish like I don't know it's it's tough to say like what I would do next time but like the second that epidural like I got the epidural like the pain was completely gone like I was just so numb so out of it like no more pain like I could only see the contract or I only knew about my contractions because I could see them on the computer like the little contraction And, like, if I looked at it, I could be, like, oh, okay, like, that makes sense. Like, I'm feeling a little something, but it's just, it, like, it's, it's just the a amount sensation, of, yeah. Like, the amount of pain or, like, sensation is, like, nowhere near what it was before. Um, so that's what happened. And essentially, they uh, they just kept checking my cervix. I didn't want them to check it too much, but they kind of kept checking every couple hours to see, you know, where I was at. And I think before we knew it, they were about to induce or not induce me. They were about to put more Pitocin in me. Um, but my doctor came in in between like a, one of her gyno appointments and she like, you know, checked my cervix and Bella's head was literally sticking out. Like it was sticking out. And she was like, okay, well there's really no point in checking because like you're a 10, like baby's poking out. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, all right. You know, like this is it. Like it's happening. (gasps) And so, yeah, she quickly calls in all the nurses, like, all right, like, it's showtime. Like, baby's poking out. Like, it's time to go. And uh, luckily, like, the actual labor part was short. Like, I think it was only, like, seven to nine minutes of, like, when I pushed. Yeah. Like, well, because, like I said, that nurse was so aggressive with the Pitocin. Like, I got to attend, like, around, um, like, 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. in the Mm -hmm. afternoon the following day. So, like, I was at a 10, and I was ready to go. So, they just had me push, I think, like, five, six times in those seven to nine minutes. And, I mean, she she was out. Like, I couldn't feel anything. I was I was weird, and I asked for a mirror. <gasps> so I could see everything. Because um, I couldn't feel. What? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I think it's just, like, my background where, like, I wanted to do nursing. So, things like that, like, intrigued me. So, I was, like... Um, 
my pastor was taking a photo like to show me the head sticking out and I'm like oh my gosh like is there any way I can see this and the doctor was like hey somebody go get a mirror like bring her a mirror and so they just like put the mirror at the bottom so I could see but like I don't know I know it's like crazy but I enjoyed it because I could see like when I pushed how far the head was coming out like or maybe not coming out so like I kind of knew how to measure my pushes instead of me just pushing like crazy without feeling anything because everything was numb so like that helped too. like okay I'm pushing this hard I need to push harder or I need to push softer so like I don't know it just kind of like encouraged me like okay like the head's coming out like push Michelle like get this baby out oh my gosh Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yes, my mom was like, she was looking at me like I was crazy. Like she did not, she didn't want to look. So she's like, why, you know, how do you want to look? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just want to see. Because we couldn't record, you know, like Pat tried recording it and they're like, no, you can't record. Really? Like, I want to see. Interesting. They let you record? Uh, Yeah, it's different. No. Yeah. I think because of COVID too, like they weren't like we weren't allowed to yeah. have photographers or anything. Yeah. Um Pat did Pat and my mom still snuck a couple of videos in there for me. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, like, why mean, it's your we, baby? You do you know, know like you know, like if COVID weren't happening around, we would be able to have a photographer in there if we wanted to. Oh gosh. Um that's well, what I wanted. But I was did. like, Well, I'll yeah, like I'll settle for, you know our phone quality photos but uh but yeah so baby came out and it was just like oh my gosh like finally like I can hold my baby like I'm done and you know that was you know like pretty much it like the only thing that really happened afterwards that was a little bit crazy is despite seeing myself in the mirror I still pushed really hard so I like tore myself a lot Mm -hmm. um so you know like that's normal that was expected but I think the thing that I could instantly see that wasn't okay was my stitches kept breaking. So like a doctor would stitch, like do a stitch, move on to the second one. And when she moved on to the second one, like the first stitch had already ripped. Like my tissue was so soft. You're giving me like chills. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I could tell, like I could just see the doctors and the nurses eyes and just seeing them grab like all this gauze and having to come back with more and more. And I'm just like, um, like something's not, going right here yeah and they were trying to keep me calm because kind of like you like I was shivering like I wanted to go to sleep Mm -hmm. like I was exhausted and they're like no like you can't go to sleep like wake up and I'm like how can I stay up like I literally have been you know maybe not in labor for you know hours but like I've been in this process the day before like I'm exhausted like I just birthed the baby let me have a nap yes but they're like, no, you can't. Like, you have to finish stitching you up. Like, stay awake. Like, don't go, you know, don't go nowhere. Like, stay here. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But um, but finally, they finally got, like, all the stitches to, you know, like, stay. And, you know, that, I was I was done. But I think it was, like, a good hour of them just stitching me up, trying to, like, prevent the stitches from ripping. But um, that was my birth story. That's crazy. Oh my goodness, Michelle. There's a lot of things in there that I had no idea even happened. Oh my gosh. I guess we can both say that neither of our labors went as planned. So what's something that you wish you knew? Something that I wish I knew? Well, there's a lot of things. Um, I think one major thing that I wish I knew is that you can have a plan and you can have, you know, all of the details and you can get it down to like, you know, very, very planned out. 
but that doesn't mean it's going to happen like that. And I feel like for me, that is a big like pro and con and like strength and weakness for me as a person that I like things planned out a specific way. And if it doesn't happen that way, I kind of get, I kind of get in my mind about it. So when I had a plan and it didn't happen that way, it was very like scary and nerve wracking for me. But if I knew like, okay, so I'm going to have this plan, but maybe I need to have a backup plan and then a backup plan and then a backup plan to that, you know, (laughs) or if somebody said, okay, you can have this plan, but there's a pretty good chance that it might not go that way, you know, like how was I supposed to know, you know, like they tell you, okay, well, how do you want to give birth? Do you want to have a C-section or do you want to have a vaginal birth? And, you know, you choose what you, or I mean, you kind of choose. They recommend, you know, for you kind of which direction to go. And then once you decide, you kind of then are able to make your plan. But when that's kind of taken away from you, you, like I had no say pretty much. It was like, okay, you either have a C-section now and it's laid back, it's easy going, we're not rushed, or we can wait a little longer and your C-section might be an emergency C-section, which is fine. We do it all the time, but the doctors are under more pressure. The nurses are under more pressure. You're more stressed out. The baby's more stressed out. There's more things that could go wrong. And it's like, okay, but now you're giving me two options that weren't a part of my plan. Yeah. And And that's like hard, especially for somebody who is like me and has this elaborate, yes, you know, and oh, well, maybe I want to listen to this song or maybe I want to do it this way or who's going to be here, you know, like all of those things. Um, So I definitely wish that I knew that you can have a plan, but be open-minded for when you're in that moment because your plan is probably not going to happen. But that's just, I feel like like that's my major one. Yeah, and just like a little fun fact, kind of, sort of. One of the things that I read whenever I was planning, like, my plan was apparently the United States is one of the, I can't remember if it's, like, one of the biggest, like, the country with the biggest amount of C-sections. But, like, U.S. is definitely up there for having C-sections. Some people say that it's just because doctors are too lazy to have, like, to be a part of a hard birth like a vaginal birth, so they just push for C-sections, but whenever I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, my baby's gonna be huge, and they're just gonna jump and straight push me to a C-section, but it's, yeah, you know, it's one of the things that U.S. is known for, like, pushing C-sections on, you know, labors. And I feel like that's hard, though, because, or well, it's harder, it might be easier for the doctors, it might be easier for the husbands, but I feel like it's harder on the moms I mean I don't know I don't know that I'm just speaking from my point because I didn't give birth you know vaginally so this is just like you know like it's I don't know it's I I wish I knew that my plan is probably not going to happen and that I need to be okay with that yeah so it's definitely good to have a plan but you know like be open that things can Yes, definitely be open-minded. Have your plan if that's what you need, but then also have a few other plans in case that doesn't actually go through. Mm -hmm. 
or at least somewhat of a little bit of knowledge of like, okay, if I can't do this vaginal birth, like what does kind of C-section look like? Yes. Or, you know, just a little bit. Cause yeah, exactly. yeah. Because I didn't educate myself. Well, to be honest, I didn't educate myself on either types of birth. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. like, I need to be in the dark or it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, that, but that's just me. What's something yeah. you wish you knew? Um, I feel like one of the biggest things is probably about the water breaking. Oh, like, yes. Like, you know, it sounds kind of like both of us. You're kind of like, oh, is this my water breaking or not? Because it's I not was, like the movies. No, exactly. It's not like the movies. Like, I was expecting just water to gush everywhere. Gushing everywhere. Like, you know, like, that happened, like, when I was at the grocery store, like, me just have a puddle of water underneath. Exactly. But no, it was, like, very little to where I was just like, oh, you know, I probably shouldn't have bent down to pick up that bag of dog food. Like, oops, you know. But I, you know, I'm glad I was nearby because, you know, who knows if, you know, I wasn't and I'm just over here like, eh, you know. I feel like that's something that, like, as you get closer to, you know, your due date or, you know, your third trimester, I feel like that's something the doctor should, you know, tell you. Yes. Just because, I mean, first-time moms giving birth, like, we don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to ask what does it feel like for your water to break. I literally thought it was like the movies. (laughs) Yes, and you, I feel like you had the bigger disadvantage because you were literally one of the first ones to give birth from, you know, like, our friends and whatnot. And unfortunately, like, because of that and, like, another a couple other friends that I knew had given birth, I kind of gave myself that mindset of, like, you know, kind of like we already discussed. Like, I want to have a game plan, but I'm going to be open-minded. So kind of what I did instead of having a birth plan, it was kind of more of, like, educating myself on, like, okay, what are, like, the pain options Mm-hmm. Like the pain, um, like what, what can I take to help the pain? Yes. What would I rather take if I'm able to, if not, like what's the second pain management that I can do? And then kind of like what are positions I can push in or like positions I can be in to kind of help me a little bit throughout it. But it was just kind of more of like, this is what I want to do. But like, you know, if not, I also then, have other options, there are other options, because I feel like when you're in it, like the doctors and the nurses do explain it, but it's like very rushed and you're just not in your mind, mm-hmm. like 100%. So it's just kind of like, sure, like, let's do that. Like, you know, let's, yeah. let's do it. Whereas if you at least have a little bit of knowledge or background, you have um, an idea. Yes. It's kind easier of like, okay, to make the on. decisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Another thing I really wish that I knew, and this might sound stupid, but (laughs) I wish I knew that your OBGYN is not 100% going to be the one to deliver your baby. Yes. So I guess I went in thinking, okay, this is my doctor. I go see her every month or however often. She is the one that's going to show up at the hospital and deliver my baby. I mean, obviously I know that they don't work 24-7, but... I thought that, like, their patient, I don't, I don't know what I thought. I just thought that she was going to deliver my baby. And I get there, and she's not there. And I'm very confused, like, where's my doctor? And they're like, well, well, she's not on call today, so she's not going to be here to deliver your baby. And I also feel like that's something that should be explained because, like I said, I didn't know that was something I should ask or that I needed to explain because I just thought in my head, like, you're my doctor, you're going to deliver. Exactly. I'm going to see you. If I wanted another doctor to deliver my baby, I'm going to go see that doctor. But I didn't 
I didn't put that together. So I had some random doctor who was on call, you know, do the whole C-section procedure, which was fine. He did just fine. He was very nice, but I feel like I would have been more comfortable with my doctor that I like built a relationship with. So, but I think that also goes into my planning too. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like the only reason why I knew that was I feel like my doctor probably didn't like me because I asked so many questions at every appointment. But, um, like, before every appointment, I would be like, oh, like, what questions to ask your gyno at, like, you know, 20 oh, weeks pregnant? See, I didn't even so, know to Google those questions. So like, I, my I goodness. Googled it. And, like, it would give me, like, oh, you know, ask this, ask that. And so I would kind of, like, copy and paste some of them onto my phone or, mm-hmm. like, in my notes. So I'd go and be like, hey. And so once... I can't remember at what weeks, but it was like, okay, like, are you going to be the one to deliver my baby? She was like, no, not necessarily. Like you could get lucky and I could be working those days. And so I can, but like, if I'm not working, then it's just going to be whoever the on-call doctor is. And the thing that kind of like sucked about my doctor is she was split in the Fort Worth office and the South Lake office. Um, So they're pretty far apart. So she was like, I'm not going to be able to drive from one location to the other. If you decide to give birth, like on a day when I'm not at, at, at the hospital Jeez. And I was like oh my gosh like okay but I got lucky that my doctor happened to be the one on call, on call that, day. Um, that day and she was at the office so like you know it was now it's just going to be a matter of does she have a gyno appointment and if she does can she just like give that to another doctor and come over and so like I said I got lucky that when she came in between her gyno appointment she was like oh wow you're ready to go like okay let's go um, so once she started, there wasn't like, oh, you have a gyno appointment in 30 minutes. Right. Like, easily. No, it's like, all right, you know. All, you're all in for the baby. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I but I, I still have, like, a lot of, like, worry. Like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be this other doctor. And I asked if I could meet the other doctors because there's, like, maybe five doctors at the practice where I was going I feel to. like that's a really good question to ask or to be sure because it – I feel like it would be easier for everybody if you knew all of the doctors, at least like by face. Okay. I know that's a, he's cool. You know, I talked to him once. Oh, that, that girl, she's nice, you know, or they, they wouldn't let me. I was like, no, like they're just so busy. Like, you know, just know you're going to be in good hands. Like they're going to have your entire chart. Like I'm going to give them all the info they know. And I'm just like, all right, like, great. Like, you know, kind of like you, like, I'm going to go into this without knowing who they are. Like, you know, I'm not going to be as comfortable, but I got, you know, lucky that it was yeah. that one. I mean, I, but you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely something good to know. Like, Hey, don't set your expectations that it's going to for sure be your gyno doctor. Like, Cause there's a big chance that it's not. Yes. I've, yeah, and I think they should have, like, a disclosure on the, like, the, the yeah. office, be like, this is your doctor, but you may or may not get them when you actually give birth, like, so, so everybody is very aware. Yes, I agree. Um, I also wish that I knew, um, I guess, like, what to or to not bring because, you know, you go on Instagram and you see all the cute people packing all these really cute things. And it's like, okay, well, I need all of this stuff, you know. And you get there and I'm pretty sure I was in, like, the hospital robe 90% of the time. And then when I finally decided to get dressed, I ended up wearing Caesar's clothes. Because I was just so, like, uncomfortable. I didn't want anything touching me. I didn't yeah. want anything on me. And especially because... 
I couldn't wear like regular underwear quite yet. So like I didn't want like certain pants. So I'd wear like really big loose clothes, um, which was fine and very comfortable. But you know, like I brought all these like cute outfits, like, oh, I'm gonna look cute in the hospital. No, you're not. No, you are not. You're gonna look like you just got ran over by a car. Like, <laughs> you're not, I brought all my makeup because I was like, oh, I wanna look cute, take a picture with my baby. No, no, no. It was yeah. not happening. But I do wish I brought my own pillow. Oh, yes, I definitely did. But I take my pillow everywhere I go mm. with me. Like, I, I need my pillow. So I, I wish I had my own pillow. Yes. What about blankets? Because that's one of the things that I'm thankful that I took, like my own blanket. So the blanket part didn't bother me because I couldn't like move for the first 24 hours really anyway. So I was kind of just like stuck there. I couldn't lay on my side. I couldn't like, I just laid there. So whatever they had for me was perfectly fine. But I think for next time, just to be more comfortable, I would like, you know, some of my own blankets just because, you know, it just make it more homey. So on the, you know, topic of packing and things like that, um, what would you recommend, Michelle, or what would you do next time to get ready for hospital? Yeah, so for sure, pack your bags early. Like I said, I had think I had packed my bags like two days before I actually went to the hospital. Uh, and it was still pretty early. I think I was like 36 weeks. So I was like four weeks, you know, on yeah. top of it. But I feel like the earlier the better because, you know, like you, you never, never know. When you're what if for... it's or super, super early? Yeah. Or, yeah. Just, you know, that's one less thing that you have to worry about. Like, the last thing you want to do is have your water break and you have to, like, scramble where your mind's not there trying to just shove everything. Because one of two things, either you're going to overpack or you're going to forget something that you really need and forget about it. So just, you know, do it, you know, pack it early. Pack it early. If you want to help your partner pack their bags, do it. Uh, if not, like, make sure you're on them, like, hey, pack your bag, pack your bag, because, you know, like, this you don't could want happen anytime. Uh, you don't want to have to be struggling. And to be honest, so I had my bag packed and Caesar flat out told me, I don't need anything. All I need is a pair of underwear and um, like a phone charger. I'll be good. So I didn't worry about him. I said, okay, fine. If you don't want to bring anything, that's on you. And what did he have to do? He <coughs> left. He left the hospital, so I was there with my mom, and he left to go take a shower, change his clothes, and bring clothes to the hospital. Didn't he also have to wear your sweatpants? I feel like I remember going to the mm. hospital, and your dad was, like, getting on to him because he was having to borrow, like, your stuff. He did borrow my stuff. Okay, well, I also packed his clothes for me. Oh, okay. Um, but, yes, he was wearing the clothes that I packed for myself. And my dad was like, well, why are you wearing the clothes that she packed? Why did you pack anything? And it's like, what the heck? So um, that that kid will be packing his own bag because if he leaves me at the hospital again the second time, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. No, sir. And with, yeah, with leaving the hospital, another thing that I also packed was snacks. So, yes. like, with COVID and everything, like, you know, they're strict about checking in and checking out. So, I'm glad I packed snacks for Pat so that way he didn't have to, like, 
sign out, sign back in. Cause like the vending machines didn't really have a lot of options. Mm. So the snacks I packed him helped him like be able to stay in the hospital with me. And, you know, we had visitors come and bring us lunch. So that Mm -hmm. way he didn't have to go and, you know, Yes, so pretty much anybody that walked in always brought something for Caesar because I got the hospital food, Um, but no, I didn't pack any snacks for him. (laughs) Well, I also packed snacks for me, thinking like, oh, I'm going to munch here and there, but, you know, with the drugs that, you know, I wasn't able to eat. Speaking of food, um, whether your water breaks or not, go eat before you get to the hospital like oh oh my water just broke okay let me go get some food really quickly eat before you go all the nurses told me that too. why didn't you eat before you left well because my water broke I thought I was supposed to come here no eat before you get to the hospital so that you are not starving the entire time that's the first thing I did I had my baby and I'm like okay so um when can I have food they're like, well, we like to normally wait about like 12 hours. No, give me food. <laughs> yeah. So eat That's- before you go. Eat before you go. <laughs> For sure. And then like another thing on like the packing is like you want to pack, you know, like enough, but like things for like self-care, like taking care of yourself, like pads, witch hazel, ice pads. Like don't worry about packing too much unless you've already been through it and you like know you want a specific brand or whatever. But honestly, the hospitals will like make you leave the hospital with a bag full of ice packs, witch hazel, like and the little like water squirter. Yeah, yeah, they will give you everything that you need to take care of yourself. Exactly. And you know, so many more stuff for you to take home. So like, I never opened up my packs. I think the ice packs you gave me. I think I might have only used once or twice. Mm. Um, but I had so much from the hospital. I was like, well, you know. So I got that for you because I didn't know what it was gonna like. I knew you had yeah. given birth differently, mm-hmm. so I didn't know no. what you would need. So I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I mean, I will say, like, the ones you gave me, I think, like, just the brand, like, they were so much comfier, mm. but, like, at the time, it's, like, it's fine. Like It doesn't whatever. matter, like, yeah. I'm, I'm a hot mess, so. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand, yeah. But, no, like, it was just, like, you know, so much stuff that they took, you know, they gave me. That they give home. you, exactly. Like, well, you know, next time, I'd rather have that room for other stuff. Or save that money for something else. Because I bought a bunch of stuff too. And thank goodness I didn't open it. And to be honest, I really didn't even... Did I bring it? I can't remember if I brought it. But I ended up like taking it back to the store. Because I was like, well, I have plenty. There is no reason for me to even have this. Like, I shouldn't even have even bought it. Like, So, that's good to know. Because they do give you literally everything that you need. For sure. Definitely. One of the things that I would just say is I feel like this kind of pertains to like honestly everything pregnancy, labor, and then once the baby comes, but like do not be afraid to speak up and to set boundaries. Um, especially like during labor or after labor. Like I know a lot of people wanted to come visit me after mm-hmm. labor because it was my birthday and I just given birth. But like honestly, like Sarah said, you know, like you feel like a car ran you over and just exhausted and tired. And, like, I didn't really feel like looking pretty or, like, just putting clothes on besides, like, a robe. So, I was just, like, you know what? Like, I appreciate y'all. Like, y'all can definitely bring us lunch, drop it off. But, like, I don't feel like getting myself ready or, like, sitting up or, like, you know, looking good to have guests. Like, just. 
Well, uh, I'll tell yeah. you when I get home and y'all can visit us then because yes. it's just so exhausting. Like, it is so remember? exhausting. Yes. And especially how long both of us were in the hospital. We didn't get any sleep for a good, like, almost two days, you know? Yeah. And then exactly. you have the baby, and I don't get me wrong, it's an exciting time, you want to share that moment, but do you really want eight people in the room? And I know your time was different, yours was uh-huh. during COVID, mine was literally right before, yes. but do you really want eight or however many people in the room staring at you while you're trying to figure out how to feed your baby for the first time in your entire life? Yes, that too. Like, yes. that was very that was very stressful for me because I'm not used to, like, having everything out you know and then I'm trying to feed my baby and then you know there's family members like Caesar's family members that are men and I'm like I'm not comfortable like yes. I'm not, like mm, this and is weird to me they were like females, or even like, with my I dad with my, look I'm struggling to breastfeed like I don't need commentary about like oh maybe you should try this maybe you're doing it wrong maybe your body shape of you know your body's you know so Whatever. I didn't have any of those comments. I did, and it was very frustrating. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. If I had those comments, I would probably have lost my mind. Yeah. Luckily, but, the nurse like probably you know she knows that's the last thing you want to hear. Like, oh, maybe it's your boob size, or you know this and that. That's ridiculous. So she was like, you know what? Like, let me come back later. Like when you don't have guests, you know that way baby's not distracted. And I was like, yes, thank goodness. Like, thank yeah, you. I feel like that's hard. Especially because when you have, like, the first grandbaby and everybody's very excited to see the baby and all that stuff, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I loved seeing everybody, but that first at least eight hours after you give birth, like, no one come in. Don't come in. Don't, like, I'll text you or Caesar will text you, but, like, I, I was literally falling asleep. I'm, like, sitting there holding Sophia, falling asleep, trying yes. to stay awake the entire time. And it's like, you know, early, it's like four or five in the afternoon. So it's not like bedtime or anything, but I couldn't wake up, you know? And I I felt, I felt like I was being rude because I had guests in the room, but then it's like, no, I wasn't being rude. I just gave birth to a baby. Like it, this is, I mean, I didn't do like the same type of work that you did, but like I had this kid like yanked out of me. Yes. That's even, yeah. And I'm exhausted. I need to take a nap. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't need everybody here. So, yes, for the next time, I will be more strict with boundaries, you know. Because you already have, like, especially if you're going to breastfeed, you have a total of three different nurses coming in. Yes. You know, one nurse to check up on you and Mm -hmm. how you're doing. A nurse to check up on the baby in general. And then a third nurse for the lactation nurses to try and see how you're doing on nursing. So these nurses are just coming in like 30 minutes. One after another. So it's like, when do you sleep? You can't. Like, I didn't realize until I think the last day when a nurse came in and she said, oh, hey, like, you know, I was, I came in last hour, but you were asleep. So I left. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, oh, if I like am sleeping and I hear them come in, but I just don't wake up. Like I keep my eyes closed. Like you're going to come back later. Like I should have been doing this this whole time because instead I was like, oh my gosh, like someone's coming in. I got to sit, like sit up straight. I got to like, what can I do? And instead it's like, you know, they understand that if you're sleeping, like they'll come back later. But I didn't know that. So I kept like, yes, ma'am. Like what, you know, what yes, can I, I felt like I had to act like I knew what I was doing. Yes. Like, okay, okay, I know how to, I know how I'm feeding my baby. 
oh, I know how to hold them like this. Oh, I know how to, like, like, I had, I felt like I had to, like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> so long, but hey, you know what? We've done it once, so if we do decide to do it a second time, you know, I think it will go by, you know, easier. It'll be a little smoother. Yes. Beforehand, so I think we learned a lot. Hopefully we, you know, taught our listeners something too. Yes, hopefully you guys have something to take away, whether it be packing, boundary setting, or anything. I, I hope that you're able to take something away from our experiences and, um, make your experience better than our first, not saying that our first experience was bad, but you know, it can always be better. Yes. And you know, like always feel free to, you know, message us, send us a DM or whatever, you know, y'all like, if y'all have any other questions about labors, you know, it's per, you know, I think it's awesome that, you know, Sarah went through the C-section part. I went to the vaginal part. So, you know, feel free to send us any messages, uh, questions that y'all may have, you know, we did obviously didn't, couldn't fit every single detail in this podcast so but we're more than happy to you know share additional feedback and answer any questions as best as we can yes um, exactly and be sure to check us out on instagram and on facebook go like our facebook page tough t-u-f-f mamas and be sure to check back with us in two weeks because we're gonna have some very special guests i think that y'all are going to be um very um entertained with (laughs) Michelle, who are they going to be? (laughs) It's going to be interesting, but, you know, we will be bringing, uh, yes, special guests um, so that y'all can hear, you know, our hubby's perspective and experiences and how they felt about labor. So feel free for y'all to, you know, have y'all's partners, um, you know, support partners, significant others, tune in and listen to. So that way, hopefully they can take away something, you know, from a male's perspective point of view of, you know, what this labor process was like. Yes, because it's not just, I mean, obviously it is about the moms, but it's also about the dads too and their experience and how they can help and things like that. So yes, check back in in two weeks. Um, But until then, y'all keep being tough mamas and we will see you soon. Bye guys.